It's time now for the complete story, a public news and information feature of Bot Radio Network to keep you informed about the most important issues of our day. Now here's the BRN father and son team, Dick and Rich Bot, with today's complete story. Well, I tell you what, folks. Uh, by the way, Rich is at a convention in Dallas this week. It is the Christian Media Convention for Christian Radio and all Christian media there in Dallas, and I guess it's just a wonderful time. So, so it's just you and you and me together here. Um, as I follow the events of the day, it really makes me think. Wow! Listen to what Doris Akers said. Is there any peace? Is there any peace anywhere? Just anywhere. Do you know a friend who will take the time to give you words of joy, comfort, and cheer? There is only one. He's the one to whom we can go. Is there any peace? Yes, there's perfect peace only in the Lord. The world is filled with confusion. Some people, some people could say, "Well, you're just going around wearing uh, rose-colored glasses. Uh, you don't realize how bad it really is, and it really is bad, folks. But when you know the Lord, you don't have to live in fear." Um, that's what she was really singing about. But on the other hand, you know the Lord, then you'd be responsible to raise your children and do whatever you can. 
maybe show up at the school board meeting and just tell them you can't do that with my children or the neighborhood's children or this community's children. And you know some of the stories that I've been talking about. On the other hand now, keep in mind, as someone who's accepted the Lord, you don't live in fear. And I'd like you to listen to this song and ponder it. I don't know about tomorrow. I just live from day to day. I don't borrow from its sunshine.
Sharon Bot Radio Network is in our 59th year. In a few months, we'll be in our 60th year since it was founded by Shirley, my wife, and I have four little kids. And because I had a dream and I had an idea, we just wanted to preach the gospel and give people, our audience, Christian news and information. Christian news and information. But it's all based on the Bible. And you know what? If you just listen to that song carefully, his eye is on the sparrow, you see. That's how I know he watches me. Tell you what, that's why I'm pro-life. The least of these, the least of these, those little unborn babies Christ died for. Um, I want you to hear now. See, Paul Harvey, he was just a great guy. I mean, he was wise and whatever he brought to America. And by the way, he was very popular in America. Didn't that tell you something about how our culture has decayed and declined and just kind of eroded away? So what do we have? We have a mess. We have people shooting people. We've always had that, of course, except now it's epidemic. People seem to be going crazy. Well, Paul Harvey explains it. Paul Harvey explains it. So turn your radio up and listen to what he says. If I were the devil, if I were the devil, if I were the prince of darkness, I'd want to engulf the whole world in darkness, and I'd have a third of its real estate and four-fifths of its population, but I wouldn't be happy until I had seized the ripest apple on the tree, the... So I'd set about, however necessary, to take over the United States. I'd subvert the churches first. I'd begin with a campaign of whispers. With the wisdom of a serpent, I would whisper to you as I whispered to Eve. Do as you please. To the young, I would whisper that the Bible is a myth. I would convince them that man created God instead of the other way around. I would confide that what's bad is good and what's good is square. And the old, I would teach to pray after me, our Father, chart in Washington. And then I'd get organized. I'd educate authors in how to make lurid literature exciting so that anything else would appear dull and uninteresting. I'd threaten TV with dirtier movies and vice versa. I'd peddle narcotics to whom I could. I'd sell alcohol to ladies and gentlemen of distinction. I'd tranquilize the rest with pills. If I were the devil, I'd soon have families at war with themselves, churches at war with themselves, and nations at war with themselves, until each in its turn was consumed. And with promises of higher ratings, I'd have mesmerizing media fanning the flames. If I were the devil, I would encourage schools to refine young intellects, but neglect to discipline emotions, just let those run wild. Until before you knew it, You'd have to have drug-sniffing dogs and metal detectors at every schoolhouse door. Within a decade, I'd have prisons overflowing. I'd have judges promoting pornography. Soon I could evict God from the courthouse, then from the schoolhouse, and then from the houses of Congress. And in his own churches, I would substitute psychology for religion and deify science. I would lure priests and pastors into misusing boys and girls and church money. If I were the devil, I'd make the symbol of Easter an egg and the symbol of Christmas a bottle. If I were the devil, I'd take from those who have and give to those who wanted until I had killed the incentive of the ambitious. And what'll you bet? I couldn't get whole states to promote gambling 
as the way to get rich. I would caution against extremes in hard work, in patriotism, in moral conduct. I would convince the young that marriage is old-fashioned, that swinging is more fun, that what you see on TV is the way to be. And thus I could undress you in public, and I could lure you into bed with diseases for which there is no cure. In other words, if I were the devil, I'd just keep right on doing what he's doing. Paul Harvey. Good day. <laughs> Folks, you know, he recorded that a long time ago. But isn't it true, more so today, than perhaps when he recorded it? Because we have been on this slide. It's not upward, by the way. It's downward. And... Uh, for a long time. And have the churches noticed? Have the churches taken up the, you see, the subject and help people? And um, anyway, uh, I want you to hear one or two of what our listeners have called in to say. Keep in mind now. Oh, by the way, if you've tuned in late, I want you to know Rich, my son, is at a Christian media convention in Dallas, Texas, this week. And I understand from him the speakers are fantastic and inspiring. And it's going to be a great result from it. But the phone number that you want to call to comment is 1-800-345-2621. We want to hear from you. Everyone is important. Uh, Mr. Producer, do we have one or two we can let the listeners hear? Yes, I have listened to bot radio stations since 2009. I tell all of my friends and my church members, and I have gotten the schedule and pass out the schedule to everyone so they too can listen to bot radio station. Thank you. Oh, isn't that nice? Can we have another one? Hello, this is John from Nebraska, and I wanted to thank you so much for um, the programming on Bot Radio Network. I especially love the Bible teachers. My only problem is I listen in the car. And when I get to my destination, I don't want to turn it off. So thank you, Bot Radio Network, for strengthening my walk with the Lord. You know, folks, the 4th of July is right ahead of us now. And that'll involve the flag. Um, the flag of the United States of America. And we've been through a lot of struggle uh, we made a lot of mistakes, like every family does, uh, but we've we've strived because of the church, and because of those people who who are decent, and they want to live a life they can they can be uh, satisfied with, I guess. But Abraham Lincoln was one of those presidents, and when he was elected, he hated slavery. By the way, he hated slavery. I've been doing some historical research on who Abraham Lincoln was, the person, the boy. How did he grow up? And how did he how did he gather the things he thought were important? And uh, listen to what he said. In the throes of civil war, President Abraham Lincoln pleaded with his countrymen, we have been the recipients of the choicest bounties of heaven. We have been preserved these many years in peace and prosperity. 
We have grown in numbers, wealth, and power as no other nation has ever grown. But we have forgotten God. We have forgotten the gracious hand which preserved us in peace and multiplied and enriched and strengthened us. And we have vainly imagined in the deceitfulness of our hearts that all these blessings were produced by some superior wisdom and virtue of our own. It behooves us then to humble ourselves before the offended power, to confess our national sins, and to pray for clemency and forgiveness. These words of Lincoln still resonate in our hearts. Today we celebrate our independence as a nation, but we are not independent of Almighty God. He is the author of life and freedom and has given us their truest expression in the gift of His Son. In Him alone can we find true and lasting freedom. As President Lincoln admonished the nation in his time, we must come once again as a nation in our time before the Lord who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And let us pray. Yeah. Isn't, that, isn't, that, isn't that powerful, folks? The Bible does not change. We can rewrite it, but we should be rereading it and realize that's God's Word that is immutable. Um, let's have another listener comment, and then I'm going to turn the page a little bit here. I've listened to Bot Radio Network for probably 40 years, and I just want to thank you. I turn it on as soon as I get in the car and listen to the different radio programs. I love listening to Mr. Bot give his inspirational talks. It's all very beautiful, and I want to thank you very, very much. You know, dear lady, if you were not a listener and there, um, who cares what I'm saying, but you're letting me know that it means something to you, and you're getting something out of it. So uh, that's wonderful. That's that's what God called us to do. Um, now here, I know there are people listening right now who've not yet made the decision, what am I going to do with my life? What is my life all about? First of all, who created me? And everything else. And there was a song many years ago. I have decided. I made the decision. I have decided. And now... Um, the dilemma is over. I made up my mind. Listen to the story about that song. I've decided to follow Jesus. Let's listen to the story, how that song was written. Nearly 200 years ago, a revival took place in Wales, England. And as a result of this revival, many missionaries were called on to foreign mission fields. And many of these missionaries chose as their place of service to go to North India, a place that could best be described as savage. These tribes were famous for a group of men known as headhunters, who as a sign of greatness in their tribe would take the heads of their enemies and hang them on their walls. 
And it was into this savage tribe that these missionaries came. And obviously, they were not welcomed by these tribes. But still, they, they knew they were called by God, and so they continued to share their faith. And they finally reached out to one family who accepted the gospel of Jesus Christ. And this man and his wife and two sons were so contagious about Jesus that they were beginning to lead other villagers and other people from their tribe to Jesus. And the tribal chief got wind of, of, of their faith. And so he called a meeting of the tribe and he, he captured this family and he brought them before the tribe. And he said to the man, he said, Renounce Jesus Christ as your Savior or something bad is going to happen to you. He said, We're going to kill your children. And the man, he loved his children. He looked down at his sons and he, he loved them, but he knew that he couldn't renounce Jesus Christ. So he said the words to this famous song. He said, I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. And the archers pulled back their arrows and they shot dead his two sons. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow no turning back, no turning back. And as his sons laid there before him on the ground, dead, the tribal chief said, I'm going to give you another chance. Renounce Christ, or I'm going to kill your wife. And the man looked down at his sons, and he looked at his wife, whom he loved so much, his partner in life, but he knew what Scripture said, that he needed to acknowledge God, acknowledge Christ before men. And he said the second line to this famous song. He said, though none go with me, still I will follow. No turning back. No turning back. And the archers killed his wife. Though none go with me, still I will two sons and his wife lying on the ground in front of him, the tribal chief came before him again and said, Renounce Christ, or this time we'll kill you. And the man, realizing that he had nothing left in this world, looked up at heaven and said the last lines to this song. He said, The cross before me, the world behind me, no turning back, no turning back. And in anger, the tribal chief gave the order, and the archers killed the man. The cross before me, the world behind me. The cross before me, the world behind me. The cross before me, the world behind me. 
now with the man and his two children and his wife dead, the chief stood before this family speechless. He couldn't believe what his eyes had just seen and he realized that through the faith of this man that this God must be real. This Jesus who this man was willing to die for must be real and on the spot the reports tell us that this chief accepted Christ as his Savior. And throughout the, the following weeks and months, the rest of the tribes began to accept Christ as their Savior. All because one man and his family were willing to stand up and say, I've decided to follow Jesus. Though no one goes with me, I'm still going to follow. The cross before me, the world behind me. No turning back. No turning back. Oh, Juan. Isn't that, isn't that amazing, folks? Get your old hymnal out and look that up. I've decided to follow Jesus. I used to sing that hymn when I was a kid in the church that we attended. And uh, and, and I'm sure it's still in the old hymnals. Um, Mr. Uh, Mr. Producer, do we have another listener comment? I want to thank Mr. Bott for airing Unlocking the Bible with Colin Smith. This is just the most rich and rewarding preacher I have heard on Bot Radio in ages. He is true to God's Word, very biblical, very complete and thorough. I just love the insights he brings, very rich and rewarding. I don't know whether where you're listening right now. California? or Texas, or Indiana, or anywhere in between. But it's the same message, it's the same truth, and Bot Radio Network will proclaim it, you may be sure. Now my son Rich, for those that have not been with us the whole program, is in Dallas, Texas, at a convention this week of uh, Christian broadcasters and uh, Christian media people. And the reports I'm getting is that it's a wonderful, wonderful success and let me tell you, folks, God is not finished with you yet. And God is not finished with America yet. Okay, this is Dick Bott with this chapter of the complete story as a public service. And I'll see you later. 